which tells us we have the victory from the moment we believe in Jesus. And our opportunity in life is to live the rest of our lives in victory through Jesus. We are assured that we are children of God by His precious blood. And we are assured of our destiny as sons. So let's sing this chorus one more time. And we wear now the full armor of God by wearing Christ Jesus. We want to be victorious. Overcomers. Who live for Jesus in these days. Help us to see this as we study the word of God together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like you to turn to the book of Esther. Do you know where Esther is in your Bible? She's a sister, so she's hiding. But she's there in your Bible. We want to read a few passages from this book of Esther. First, at the very beginning, the first four verses. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Now it took place in the days of Ahasuerus, the Ahasuerus who reigned from India to Ethiopia, over 127 provinces. In those days... As King Asuerus sat in his royal throne, which was at the citadel in Susa, in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all the princes and attendants, the army officers of Persia and Medea, the nobles and the princes of his provinces, being in his presence, and he displayed the riches of his royal glory and the splendor of his great majesty for 180 days. 亚哈水鲁作王从印度直到古时 and then in chapter 2, beginning in verse 5 Now there was at the citadel in Susa a Jew whose name was Mordecai, 
the son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been taken captive into exile from Jerusalem with the captives who had been exiled with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had exiled. 苏珊城有一个犹大人名叫莫迪改是便雅敏人基士的曾孙是美的孙子雅尔的儿子从前巴比伦王尼布贾尼撒将犹大王耶哥尼亚和百姓从耶路撒冷掳去莫迪改也在
Our God is a great God. Our God is always doing great things. Sometimes we are nearsighted because of the pressure of our life. And we don't realize how large God is doing things. We've been considering this cosmic story in Revelation chapter 12. There's the woman, there's the dragon, there's the man child. There's war in heaven. This is part of the cosmic scenario that God is preparing for. But the conflict in heaven will not begin. Until a man child is raptured up to the throne of God. And we here on the earth are those preparing for this great moment. Now we know some things regarding these overcomers. We've been studying about them for a year. We know first of all from the book of Revelation who these overcomers are. They follow the Lamb wherever He goes. Their garments are unspotted by the world. They are called His bondservants. His overcomers individually will be bondservants. Are you a bondservant of Jesus? What does that mean? Does that mean you have to be a full-time worker, a preacher? No. How does John define bondservant? He calls his bondservant fellow partakers with him of the tribulation Kingdom and patience that is in Jesus. So his bond servants are in Jesus. And so they're going through tribulation on this earth. But they're also tasting the kingdom which is to come. And they're all persevering in their faith. They, they dare not be defeated. They are bond servants. We see that throughout the book of Revelation. These bond servants on earth right now bear the testimony of Jesus. No matter how dark this world may be, there are those who hold the torch of Jesus. These are the overcomers. And the second thing we see clearly from the book of Revelation is that the overcomers must come out of the church. Now God's thought is for all Christians to overcome. Our God has given every Christian all the tools we need to be victorious. 
But we see that from the book of Revelation, that there is a woman who is going to give birth to the man child. And if we understand this picture the right way, we see that the woman is the church as a whole. But she is not ready to be raptured. But the child she bears, the overcomer, is ready to be raptured. After the child is born, if you follow the story, the woman still lives on earth through three and a half years of tribulation. Now she's protected by her God. From the from the dragon who wants to destroy her. Because Satan cannot destroy the church. They're all God's children. But in Revelation 12 we see we have a choice. Because在启示录十二章，我们看到有一个选择。我们如果拿了神的恩典，and Born and overcome. Our dear brother Stephen Kong spoke here last week. He's a hundred and three years old. Now he told us he was here because he's not ready to go yet. Well, if he's not ready, what chance do we have? No, but it's by God's grace we overcome. I also think he is still here to tell us what he told us. And what is that? The rapture is coming soon. The overcomer must be faithful to the end. Did you hear that message? Then this was the reason our brother is still here for us. God wants all the saints to overcome. And as a matter of fact, this is an encouragement to all of our hearts. Now in the book of Revelation it mentions seven churches by name. And they were real churches back in the first century. But they also speak of seven church ages. Many believe that we're in the last church age, which is the age of Laodicea. But the Bible makes it clear that there will be those who victoriously overcome through all of these seven different churches. Let me put it practically. God has his overcomers in every church. They're being faithful to the Lord. We will only know who that is when the moment of rapture comes. And the question for us is, are we faithful to the Lord? Now, 
This last age is the age of Laodicea. But according to Revelation, there are three other churches that are also here on this earth. Um, now we've been teaching this for a long time, so if you aren't here, you maybe don't understand what I'm going to say. But the church in Thyatira it's still here on this earth. It's represented by mostly the Catholic Church and the Orthodox churches across the world. Then you have the Church of Sardis. Came out of the 16th century. These are the reformist and the reformers churches. We call them Protestant denominations. Then there is the Brethren Church. Called the Church of Philadelphia. Philadelphia speaks of brotherly love. This is what Philadelphia means. And on this earth, at this very moment, there are assemblies of God's people who meet simply around the Lord's table. They study the word of God like the church in Berea. They preach the gospel. This is a wonderful church. One of the only churches that Jesus did not say they had to repent. But then we have the church of Laodicea. And this church of Laodicea is lukewarm. And this is the description of our present age. Now you have to take a global view. We're talking about the church as a whole. What is its spiritual condition? It is lukewarm. Now we want to look at the story of Esther. Because it's an illustration of how as individuals we overcome. And you will see as we look at the background of Esther's story why it depicts for us a time like the Laodicean age. And so let's look at Esther's story. Now most books you, you read about Esther talked about her being a victorious sister. Now we know there's many victorious sisters. Unfortunately, more than victorious men. But the story is actually based on a tragedy. And when we understand the tragic condition out of which Esther rose up, we see the condition of the Church of Laodicea today. So now I have to give you a little history. When Nebuchadnezzar became king of Babylon, the, the children of Israel were taken away into captivity to Babylon. And after 70 years in exile, a new emperor came to the throne named Cyrus, who was king of Persia. 
Uh,有一个新的王,就是波斯的古列王. And you remember that God stirred his heart. And he made a royal proclamation. Any Jew should go back to Jerusalem and build the temple. Every Jew, the God's spirit uh, touches it then. There were perhaps one million Jews in the Babylonian captivity. How many went back? That's a very low percent. What happened? Ah, well, we'll look at that just a moment. After Cyrus was an emperor, uh, there were three more emperors, and we come to this Ahasuerus. Now, this is probably actually a title and not his name. But we all know his name. From secular history. It's Xerxes. <laughs> you sure it's Xuexi? <laughs> Xerxes, Xuexi, Emperor of Persia, from India to Kush, Ethiopia. From India to Ethiopia. Kush, 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 Kush. This huge empire. This was the highest empire uh, of that day. And he was the emperor. Now it was a tremendous time. You saw he had a party for 180 days. It was a glorious empire. But when we look at Esther, we see that there's a tragedy. And what's the tragedy? Most of the Jews stayed in Babylon and Persia. If you were Jewish, and I asked you this question, where was the center of Jewish Rabbinical scholarship in the ancient days. Now you might say Jerusalem. Babylon was the center of Jewish preaching and scholarship. You would have to put five of these hymn books together like this. To show the Talmud, the book, the Bible that the Jews used, and it was made in Babylon. Babylon was the center of the Jewish religion. Now, you know, the Jews have a gift. We say it's like a cat. Wherever you throw the cat, they always land on their feet. 
Then they threw the Jews in the Babylon, they landed on their feet. They are very much like Siamese cats. They also land on their feet. Oriental cats. Now they used to be shepherds and farmers in Israel. After, after 70 years, merchants and bankers. They learn how to do this. Especially banking. They're in Babylon. And guess what? They were making money. They had portfolios. They had homes. They had the family. And they felt guilty about Jerusalem. But they made a good, they invented something. What's that? The synagogue. Now, the synagogue, you see, here is God's religion. You must go to Jerusalem, offer your sacrifices three times a year. Now that's a lot of sacrifice. Just taking a trip to Jerusalem is a big sacrifice. The rabbi said, let's have synagogues. If you have ten Jews on your street, you can start a church. Synagogue. Study the Bible. Sing songs, pray. No sacrifice. Oh, but then they invented the offering, so they take up offering. But no animal sacrifice. No so they study the word, they pray. Many synagogues all over Babylon. Now I don't feel so guilty because I'm not going back to Jerusalem because I go to synagogue. Now when you read Jewish scholars, many of them say for the Jews to stay in Babylon was God's will. And to invent synagogues was God's will. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says there was something spiritually wrong. The Jews were in the wrong place. They were out of place. They were out of the will of God. They were not in the land of promise. They were still in exile. Even the Jews who had gone back to Jerusalem, things were very difficult. Now where was God? They built the temple, but there was no ark in the temple. They built Jerusalem as a city, 
他们把耶路撒冷建成一个城。But there was no throne in Zion.可是，在西安却没有一个宝座。There was still no kingdom of God on earth.在神在世上还是没有一个国度。The kingdom of God on earth has to be somewhere where God can be seen on His throne.那国度乃是要。but there was no ark and there was no throne. And there was no kingdom. And God was given a new name. What was that name? He was called the God of Heaven. He used to be the God of the heavens and the earth. Now he was just God of heaven. Because there was no testimony on earth. Where were God's children? A million of them were scattered all over Babylon and Persia. Only a remnant of faith went back to Jerusalem. This was a tragedy. When God's people get out of the will of God, what does the Bible say? If we're out of the will of God, the deceitfulness of sin in our heart begins to rationalize. Instead of having a living religion of Jehovah, the Jews added more and more rituals and traditions and uh, 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 good works. But not living the will of the living God. This is so. What we find here with uh, uh, Esther is something tragic. Mordecai raised up Esther. By the time Esther was born, the, the remnant had gone back to Jerusalem years before. But Esther's family had decided to stay. And, and her mother and father had died. So Mordecai was trying to raise Esther. I just want you to notice a few things. First of all, her real name was Hadassah. That's the Hebrew name. Her Persian name was Esther. She went by the name Esther. She was part of the Persian secular society. When the king called to find the most beautiful woman in the empire, she joined in on this contest. Now, 
呃选美会一样。She was a beautiful, worldly, secular Jew living in Persia. 她乃是一个呃美丽，可是是属世的一个犹大人在波斯。Mordecai told her, "Shh." Don't tell anybody you're Jewish. Ah, Mordecai, 跟他说你不要跟任何人说你是犹大人 Might hold you back. Might might keep you from attaining your goal. 这不不然的话，你有可能就不能够达到你要的 And of course, Esther was almost as beautiful as you sisters here today. 那伊斯帖都跟我们当中的姐妹一样美丽 And the guy who was doing the contest really liked Esther. 那这好像这个选美会负责的人，他非常喜欢以斯帖。So she had the best expensive organic cosmetics. <笑>所以她有一切最有机的呃美美品。And it says that they actually every day put oils, special Eastern oils on her body, just like the Chinese do every day. <笑>我们他们说每一天他们都有这些油，好像有什么东方的油能够抹身。She was completely conformed to the world. 她这是完全的被这个世界啊合一了。And guess what happened? 你发生什么事了 ？There's good news and there's bad news. 啊，有好消息也有坏消息。The good news is Esther got married. 好消息是以斯帖结婚了。The bad news is. She married a Gentile. Ah, 坏消息是她却嫁了一个啊外邦人 Jews don't marry Gentiles. 犹大人不应该与外邦人结亲 It's worse than Christians marrying non-Christians. 这比那个基督徒跟非基督徒结婚还糟 Never do that. 绝对不能如此 Except the Jews were so secular. 可是犹大人他真是非常属世 Except it was okay. 是没有关系 It was a complete tragedy in God's eyes. 在神的眼中，这乃是完全的悲剧。This is my child of Abraham. 这乃是亚伯拉罕的子孙。And she marries an emperor. 她却嫁了一个皇帝。Who is oppressing the remnant back in Jerusalem? 乃是一个在压迫那些在耶路撒冷渔民的一个王。Now what is this a picture of? 这是怎么样一个图画呢 ？It's a picture of the Laodicean church today. 这乃是老底嘉教会的如今的教会。May now. There are many wonderful Christians. Oh, 有许多好的基督徒 Oh, look at the churches. Take a global view. There are many Christians who love the Lord. 你你看这世界上有许多爱主的基督徒 They study the Bible. 他们读经 They sing A. B. Simpson songs. 他们唱 A. B. Simpson 的歌 A. B. Simpson he always writes the song with these four things. Oh, A. B. Simpson 他经常用这四东西来写诗歌 Do you know that? 你知道什么吗 Jesus is Savior. 耶稣是呃救主 ，sanctifier， 乃是成成圣者 ，healer， 啊呃就是啊医治者 ，and soon coming king， 还有将来的王。Now there's many Laodiceans who preach this. 有许多老底嘉的人，他们传传这个。We can hope they will all overcome. 我们也都愿意他们得胜。But there are many Laodiceans completely worldly. 可是有许多老底嘉教会的人是完全属世的。They don't believe the Bible is the Word of God. They disagree with the Bible. 或者他们也不同意圣经 They redefine marriage. 他们重新来定义婚姻 They redefine gender. 
They redefine marriage. Not life itself. Now there are some so-called Christians. But they actually believe that Jesus makes them rich. Some people believe that when you get saved, you never sin anymore. You just do whatever you want. You can save by grace. There's so much mixture in the Church of Laodicea today. And most Christians, you cannot tell they're Christians when you look at them. They look just like the world. Just like Esther. We remember I spoke recently on Laodicea. Laodicea was blind. How blind is blind? When you don't even realize you're blind. The Laodicean church, Jesus was standing outside. He's knocking on the door. Hello in there. Anybody hear my voice? Hello, Let me in. Let me fellowship with you. Church Laodicea is rich. They're very satisfied. Many Christians today. Just like that. Now we know the church is built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. But today there's so much confusion. Because what Paul says, now Jesus is our foundation. But the church must be built with gold, silver, and precious stones. What is being built on the foundation of Jesus? Gold, silver, precious stones? Or wood, hay, stubble. What does that mean? The church is built up on man-made ideas. We run a church like a corporation. Years ago, I just got out of Bible school and became a preacher in a Baptist church. Now it was a small Baptist church. And so this rich man came to me. His wife was going to our church. And says, I know what you need to do. If you want money, I will get you a Cadillac and we raffle it off. Everybody buys a chance, you know. Somebody wins the Cadillac. And the church gets 50,000 bucks. Now that's the world's way, you know. You can make, the church can make some money. You have a raffle. Let's do gambling in the church. Let's play bingo. It's wonderful man's ideas. doesn't build the church on the foundation of Jesus. 
But like Esther, the church today doesn't even know what the foundation of Jesus means. And Paul says they have a form of godliness. But they have no idea what the Lord is doing. Now what can the Lord do? When the situation is so watered down and so lukewarm. Well the Lord has to wake somebody up. Listen, what was the problem with being Esther the Queen of Persia? Now, in the world's eyes, she was a pretty important person, right? I know some of you sisters are like queens. Your husbands treat you so well. And then on the other hand, some of you unfortunately have kings for husbands. It's tough. But here's the point. Esther may have been queen of Persia, but she was losing her inheritance as a child of Abraham. Now what's more important? To be a queen for 30, 40 years, or to be a child of Abraham. To live in the land. To stand for the kingdom of God. But you see, this is all Esther knew. God had to wake her up. Many Christians today, they're satisfied just being a Christian. But they don't realize. They're not being a child of the kingdom. They're not living in victory. They're living carelessly. But the day will come where they may lose their inheritance and they don't even realize it. You know, brothers and sisters, I don't want to go on too much about being with, about being negative about this. Uh, Most Christians don't even realize they have an inheritance. Most Christians don't know that in the millennium they have a destiny to sit with Jesus in his throne for a thousand years. Our brother Christian just two weeks ago spoke about the importance of becoming sons of God. Being conformed into the image of the Son of God. Of attaining to that glory that the Lord has destined for us. And our brother said, the Holy Spirit is praying for us and squeezing us, making all things work together toward that end of making us sons. 
So God had to wake somebody up. To be a faithful bondservant. Now, here's a fact about the book of Esther. I don't know if you know. You can read all the book and you'll never find the word God in the book. Because they didn't use the name God. Now, actually, Mordecai was probably the man who mentioned God's name in prayer. The book of Esther is showing us what the whole picture was like in those days. God wasn't even mentioned. But now when you look in the book of Esther, you can see God's fingerprints on every page. In a time where things are spiritually low, the Bible reveals that God always shows his fingers through providence. He proves that heaven rules even when he is hidden. And so by providence, God led things toward his destiny. What is providence? In the dictionary, this is what dictionary says. Providence is the protective and directing care of God. He protects us. Esther didn't even realize. Satan always wants to destroy the Jews. Do you know the story behind Esther? Haman, the prime minister of Persia, caused the king of Persia to write an edict that all the Jews would be killed in the empire. Esther didn't even realize this. How dangerous this world is. And Jesus comes to us as Christians. And he says the dragon wants to steal from you, kill you, and destroy you. Many Christians don't even think there is a dragon. Meanwhile, the enemy is out to destroy you. But God began to move. Now God's providence is an amazing thing. I'll give you six things right at the beginning of the story. This is could only be done by God. Now King Xerxes was having this big party. And he said, Bring my wife in here. Now all the men were drinking their beer, you know, it must have been Super Bowl Sunday. And he said, Bring my wife in. 
wanted the queen Vashti to do a dance. To dress very seductively. To show off his prized beautiful wife. But Vashti refused to do it. There's no taming of a woman. The king got so mad because he could kill everybody in his kingdom, but his wife would not do what he said. And that's what caused this contest to find the most beautiful woman, and that's how Esther became the queen. So number two, somehow, this is how I talk about providence, somehow Esther became the queen. Number three, somehow Haman and Mordecai were mortal enemies. Now listen to this story. Mordecai was was from the family of King Saul, the son of Kish. And Haman was the son of Agag, the king of the Amalekites. Now, do you see the irony? King Saul won, defeated the Amalekites and brought King Agag, but refused to kill him. Remember that story? Now, hundreds of years later, the son of Agag and the son of Kish hate each other. Number four. Now, Haman, he wants to do something about the Jews. He goes to the fortune teller. Now the fortune teller throws the dice. Now do you know what the word dice is in Hebrew? Poor. Esther is the feast of Purim. Their celebration of Esther's victory is called the feast of the dice. Because God rolled the dice. His providence, his fate, gave victory to the Jews. And so Haman kept rolling the dice, rolling the dice, rolling the dice. And finally, in the month Adar, the dice came up and said, Your destiny will be fulfilled in the month Adar. 嗯,就是那哈曼他就一直抽天,一直抽天,抽到最後抽出這個月,然後就是這個時候,他要成就他的心意。So that's the month that he put down on the edict to kill all the Jews. 這就是他說我要毀滅所有猶大人的那一個月。But actually, it was the month that Haman was hung. 這其實變成了他自己要被吊在掛在木頭上的日子。And somehow all the Jews in the land found out about this edict that they were going to be killed. And they woke up. And they began to mourn. 
他们就开始祷告是了 Ah, you see, God does a lot of things in providence. Of course, the issue is, who will stand up for God? Now, Mordecai was the first to see the hand of providence. And he realized, Esther is a queen. She can go to the king and, and plead for the Jews. 他想到以斯帖是王后, so she, he went to Esther. So Esther said, I can't go. If I go to the king, if he doesn't hold up the scepters, scepter, if you don't do it, somebody else will, but your family will be destroyed. But who knows? Maybe you were made the queen just for this very hour. And Esther saw it and said, Okay, if I perish, I perish, but I will be faithful. 所以以斯帖就说我要忠心我如果死就死吧 this is what allowed God to work the great salvation 这也就让神能够成就这个大的救恩 Now from this story we should learn these two important lessons 所以从这个故事我们要学到两个重要的功课 Brothers and sisters if we're going to overcome and be victorious in these last days 弟兄姐妹如果在这末世我们要忠心我们要得胜的话 We must be awakened to who we are in Christ. You see, Esther didn't realize how important it was to be a Jew. And now she was put in a place where as a Jew, she alone could save her whole people. So brothers and sisters, do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know how important your eternal life in Christ is? It's much more important than any job you have. Any situation you're in. You're in an eternal covenant as a Christian. 你做基督徒乃是在一个永远的约里头。When Christians forget who they are, they live worldly.当基督徒忘记他们是谁的时候，他们就做属世的。And happens in your life.然后你的生命就有悲剧。Ladies and gentlemen, this tragedy happened again in Europe in the last century when the Jews forgot who they were. 
就发生了很多的悲剧。They just tried to hide in Europe. They, they took the Jewish words parts off their name and just wanted to be a German or a French. But, but Hitler was like Haman and wanted to destroy every Jew. So it took the World War II for the Jews to wake up and realize who they are. That they are hated by the enemy. And we Christians must not forget who we are. Because the dragon is looking to destroy us. So do we know who we are in Christ? Esther discovered she was a child of Abraham. That this was important to history. That this was her inheritance. And she was willing to stand. And that's the second lesson we learned from Esther. And what is that? We realize that every one of us has providentially been put just where we are to be a witness for God's divine purpose. Now sisters, there's a reason you're a queen. It's to testify of the fullness of Jesus Christ in your life. Men, your job is not important in eternity. Nobody's going to remember you did IT. But if you know that you're in your job or in your school today specifically to fulfill a purpose for God, if you know that, and you're willing to die for Jesus, if I perish, I perish. Two things we've studied about the overcomer in Revelation 12. They feared not their life even unto death. But they also proclaim the testimony of Jesus. They realized the importance of who they were and why they were there. Now when when Mordecai and Esther stood up interceding for the Jews, God could perform his victory. You know the story. The night before Haman was going to hang Mordecai. What happened to the king? He had a sleepless night. Xerxes couldn't sleep. He took sleeping pills, couldn't sleep. He says, I gotta go to sleep. So he sends in somebody with the book of Chronicles to read the book of Chronicles, because that'll put anybody to sleep. And then the book of Chronicles it speaks. 
of how Mordecai saved his life one day from some assassins. He says, I have to reward Mordecai. And he made Haman take his horse through the streets. And Mordecai is up on the horse wearing a crown. And Haman had to drag him along a servant. But more importantly, when Esther had the chance, she said, Please save my people, the Jews. And so the Jews, every time, when did they celebrate Purim? The feast of the dice. When did they celebrate? Last week. Did you know that? You have Jewish friends? Oh, they have a big celebration. They would, would put paint on their face. They wear costumes. They celebrate. Hooray, hooray, Esther's our hero. Haman is dead. Hooray, hooray. They always have a child playing Haman and he gets beat up. And then there's Esther and she wins. <音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音> brothers and sisters, how are we going to overcome in this day? These two things. Do you know who you are in Christ? No hiding. No pretending you're not a Jew. You're a child of God. Don't hide. Second, there's some reason that you're in your class right now or on your job or not on a job. There's some reason for it. God is protecting and directing you by His providence. You know what the early Christians said? When somebody came and said, How do I know the will of God? They say, I am in Jesus. That is the will of God. You will know the will of God if you know who you are. Because His providence will lead and direct you. Now, some of you have been directed thousands of miles. How many thousand miles is it from China to here, United States? Will you be the Christian you're supposed to be? Now, forgive me for taking another minute on this. Look at the church all over the U.S. What do they need? They need more people there who know the purpose of God. Who know how important it is to be a Christian. Who are willing to bear witness. People who live in victory. And brothers and sisters, that may be you. You're here in the U.S. And I, I, I 
don't like to say this, but you know the church in U.S. is like Laodicea. Most churches today, you can believe whatever you want, it's okay. But in the Lord's heart, it's not okay. But somebody has to share this testimony. If you're at work, have a Bible study, share how wonderful Christ is. If you just study the Bible with some of your friends, and you show Jesus on every page, they say, oh, I didn't see that. Now this is a very important time. Because when you're the end, and we need some Esthers. And we need some Mordecai. Now will you be those? This is the victory that we have. Let's pray. Let's just have a few prayers and then we'll end. Thank you. Praise you. Thank you so much for using your servant to give us uh, just uh, the holy words. The holy words are just like uh, uh, the, the